on this film. Levitated by the human touch. Antonio's galloping forward, here's the pass. Antonio's through, chance to fall, what a goal! What a brilliant strike by Mikhail Antonio! Hello, welcome to a special edition of the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast. I am joined as ever by my two co-hosts, Jack Elderton and Callum Goodall. No jokes this week, lads, we're being serious. Um, We've got a bit of a treat today, something different to the usual, and a chance to get to know us a bit more, but far more importantly, we have our special guest ahead of the launch of their debut album, Better With You, which is released Friday the 4th of March. We are thrilled to have Dan McCarthy from Koala joining us today. Hello, Dan, you all right, mate? How you doing? Hey, mate, um, it's an absolute honour to be here. What a pleasure. That's the best response I could have hoped for. Uh, it's got to be a pretty exciting time for you right now. Album's so close to dropping. How do you, how'd you deal with that? How do you deal with something like that coming up? It's, it's exciting. It's quite stressful, <laughs> but it is, <laughs> it is exciting. Quite nerve-wracking. But that finally balanced with West Ham's slight dip in form is what's keeping me on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the kind of thing that keeps a man worried. Um, day and night, which is a... Uh, I suppose that leads me to how how are you post Newcastle? Bit of a how's your confidence going? Are you more of an optimist or a pessimist? Oh, I, I hate to I hate to be a pessimist, but I think I am. Like, ah, you join I me. Hate, I hate it. Like I, I want to be like it's like even with me and my little brother like, have, have season tickets West Ham. We go we go every week we can. My and like it's even in little debates we have. I'm always pessimistic without meaning to be. Even about Cresswell, never believed in him. My brother was give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did he, he did come good then he got bad again and then he got good again so it's like you know it's a roller coaster I think post Newcastle it's just the last couple of games we've just looked so flat and like nothing going forward just like kind of back to it feels quite classic West Ham but I don't want to c- catastrophize too much because we are also like sixth or fifth or whatever yeah. we are these days I, keep, I lose track it is a bit weird, isn't it? Your you, uh, your history growing up as West Ham is to kind of to, just assume things are going to go wrong. And you look at the table, and go, well, this is maybe as good as I've ever had it. But also, that means we can fall further. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, what about the Europa League? You've been enjoying the uh, the campaign in Europe. I have, but it's like it's it almost it's almost felt a bit like a comedy until now. You know, I don't know. Like like I've loved I loved every minute, but again, it feels like that thing that when's it going to go wrong? You know, it has been, but even also some of the performances in Europe haven't been fantastic. I hope I, I went to, I can't remember which one I went to, but it was, it was pretty terrible. And like, but also it is very exciting at the same time. And I don't want to come across like someone on like, I don't know, on like 606 who just like whinges <laughs> constantly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like eternally negative. But I really enjoy it because we do predictions quite a lot of the weeks. And you know, these two generally, draws and wins and we go, oh, we'll lose three now we'll lose two now i can't i don't want to predict us to win because that feels like it's just proving it's just setting myself up for pain it's like it's like when i started seeing newcastle fans suddenly because they had a bit of money being like yeah. why aren't we going all out for harland and i was there just like i don't want to just because we're doing quite well kind yeah. of like suddenly be a west ham fan that expects success but i yeah. had the had the great shame of growing up in north london rather than east and like all of my mates are Arsenal fans and the, the, the entitlement that they feel because of a team that did well when they were children uh, yeah. is just like insane. So like I'm there just like kind of trying not to let that affect me and become that person. Uh, I did see you got the uh, you got the chance to go up against Laurel on the BBC predictions, didn't you? 
what an honour. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, that's that's and that's where you want your music career to lead you, surely, to be able to to be able to not call it with Lauro on the weekends. <laughs> when I got that text through, that, that message from our management saying that I got the call up to do Lauro predicts, I was like, well, scrap the album. I'm, this is <laughs> I've made this it. Far, this is as far as I wanted this shit to take me. Do you know what I mean? I, I said, do you know the best part of it was that. I saw that you didn't predict a West Ham win, which I think is what I'd do if I was nationally being asked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was away at Palace. Yeah, well, obviously not. You can't just like, <laughs> can't just like I've, I've got an irrational hatred of Palace and I don't know what it is, but like, it just, I just knew it wasn't going to work. But we did win. We, we did, we did win. It was the game where we, we were 3-0 up and nearly, nearly, they had that last minute yeah, overhead kick. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this is it. That I mean, I, and also if the misery was I went back and looked at my predictions and realised that I got zero right. So, <laughs> I don't know what credentials I have been on here today. To be honest, but... I, I think I had a look and thought I think you might have lost to Loro. <laughs> I don't know if I should bring this up. <laughs> Go straight in. I lost to Loro. I yeah. think the punishment for that is you have to grow an you have to grow an old Loro mustache. I think that's that's oh, the punishment, right. isn't it? Old Tasha, the most unique hair I've ever seen. <laughs> That's that's the goal. That's how you get big in the music industry. A Loro Tash. This is the route. This is the only route. Some say. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. Oh, I'm I'm really expecting that one day. Now you're going to really disappoint me if I don't get a Loro reference one day loudly on some big stage like Glasgow or something. I'm doing this for Loro. I am anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on the big on the big screen. I'll, do you know what? Here's a guarantee. It's a promise right now. If we ever play on the main stage at, at Glastonbury, I'll bring out Mark Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, you've got that on record, and that is staying in. Whatever happens, we get a publicist at the end of this. Go, no, no, whatever. What Dan said, come so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I've just got a message in straight away from PR. Just been like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. the best thing, you know, he'd be game. That's the thing. You know, Laura would be game. He'd have no idea what's going on. <laughs> go for it, don't he? He'd definitely go for it. I suppose you've had a you've had a couple. I should, we could talk about the music before we go on to the full West Ham. You've got a couple of the the teaser singles from the album have come up recently. Uh, what, what's your favourite track on the album? If we're going to highlight this to people to look at, we'll have, you know, we've got our listeners. Not all of them are as young as you three. Uh, so they might not be so sprightly with it, but what, what, where are they going? Which, which track first do you think? You're trying to, you want me to offer up the most old school sounding to kind of like, for the masses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, your audience better than I do, man. <laughs> I don't. That's the problem. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Right? The song we just got a song out called "Hypnotized" a couple of days ago, um, which is doing pretty well. And that's, uh, that's uh, I guess that's, a, that's a, all right. It's all right. I totally like overbeat. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> Thoughtless. Mate, Thoughtless. It's good to see you as, as positive about your own music as you are about West Ham's chances <laughs> in, the, in the league. It's called being a realist. I think. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I say to these two every single week. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Optimism. Someone has to be happy about something. I suppose it's just never me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did, how, how did you end up being a West Ham fan in, in North London, surrounded by red and white? I'd imagine. Um, yeah. How do you end up? How do you end up in claret blue? I actually had quite a funny route to it. Well, it was, it was, uh, well, I mean, the, the classic form is that my my mum is a West Ham fan and my granddad, I remember being a very young lad and him like kind of sitting me down and saying, get ready for a bumpy ride. Um, <laughs> uh, you're about to adopt something pretty miserable that's going to stick with you forever. Um, uh, yeah, so so that that was the, the pretty classic route came from my mum, family from the East End, 
granddad's from Stepney, that kind of like that neck of the woods. So that's the East End connection. And then, but then my dad is is Welsh and is a Cardiff City fan. So it was a, it was very much a. I was I felt at quite an early age put in quite a rock and a hard place situation, in terms of my <laughs> my team choice. But um, opted for West Ham, and it's been it's been a the bane and also a blessing of my life ever since. I think that's probably the perfect way to describe being a West Ham fan. It is a real blessing, but God, it is a pain. It does hurt sometimes, doesn't it? Um, what, have you got memories of your first game at West Ham? Presumably Upton Park, I'd, I'd assume. It's, I don't, yeah, basically we never, we didn't really have like the money for, season, for a season ticket back in the old ground. It was a bit too pricey. So we, we used to go to every kids for a quid. So we used to go to like three yeah. or four games. We used to go three or three, four games a season. Kids for a quid, anytime we could, cup games, like any any excuse to go. My uncle used to go, he had a season ticket in like yeah. So like we 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 yeah, go wherever we could. I've early memories, probably the earliest memory was that not not necessarily a game, but it was just that team with I remember it was like Shaka Hislop in goal. I think it was like 2000, 2001, that kind of time first going, like Canute was scoring goals for fun in that very short, very yeah. exciting window. Um De Canio, that team. I remember that team growing up. And then Oddly, like my first memory of a game, like really like vivid memory, not just kind of like beat like oh I'm at football. This is exciting. <laughs> first actual memory of a game was was uh, beating Watford in like 2006 in the Championship or something really boring. It was like, <laughs> it was like we, uh, uh, but I just like the reason why it stuck with me so much is because like I just remember finding Danny Shitu's name the funniest thing of all time. At the <laughs> Oh, I should have like, kept that together better, but that's such a great answer. <laughs> no, it was that it was like it was it was the thing that stuck with me most. I was maybe like five or six years old, and I sat there just watching West Ham Watford, thinking this is glorious and what a what a man. I get <laughs> to say this. Is. I get to say this word, and it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. Can't can't bleep out shitu. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of how my dad got me into West Ham was teaching me teaching me West Ham songs that you. I mean, I certainly couldn't sing now. <laughs> Just kind of suckered me, you know. Cal, what about you? What were your first memories of going, Cal? Yeah, so I had a, a sort of similar uh, route into being a West Ham fan in the sense that my dad was a Liverpool fan. Um, and I was never really like, t- up until like the age of five or six, I was never really that arsed about footy. Um, and then my mum and dad split up and I met my stepdad. And the first thing he did when he met me I came home from school and like hadn't even said his name yet and I just went into my room and there was a West Ham away kit short socks shirt and home kit and a season ticket I was like you've just bought my love haven't you this is this is like this is like weird blackmail like by the way I'm your new dad and you're gonna be a West Ham fan I was like what killer blow Um, so then it was like oh yeah also we're moving to London next year so like this is your team now I was like all right whatever um, and then, yeah, we, we moved up to London and the first game I actually went to was a 1-1 draw between West Ham and Millwall when we were in the championship. So I was like, baptism of fire. I was like, if, he was like, if you can handle this, you can handle any game. I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, obviously had no idea what was really going on. I, was, I think it was probably the first football match that I'd been to apart from non-league fixtures at Worksop Town when I was like three. Um, and I, th- I think they might have folded now or they're, they're in like the Ismanian North or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was Marlon Harewood score he was the first goal I ever saw at Upton Park and the first player I ever had on the back of a West Ham shirt. So that's where it all began, really. And then, yeah, a long roller coaster affair with West Ham that involved three years with a season ticket, I think. And um, I used to 
try and get out of going all the time because my stepdad would make us cycle there and it was like we lived in Walthamstow and we'd cycle to West Ham and like through Leighton through Leighton so I was like mate I'm not doing this like we turn up piss wet through in the rain I'm like getting my season to get out I feel like shivering at the gate so like this is not worth it to watch like Reading beat us <laughs> it's not fun um but yeah I suppose once once you once you're in too deep you can't get out really um I hope, Jack, that your 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 way in was slightly less traumatic than the cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I, my dad was Welsh as well, and um, he was originally a Swansea City fan. He came over to to London when he was eighteen, nineteen, and and wanted somewhere to go. And he, he uh, worked at Barking Fire Station, so West Ham was the local, and became a West Ham fan um, that way. So when I was growing up, I didn't really have much of a choice. I think I remember um, watching the. To my, my earliest memory of West Ham was watching the the, the 2006 um, FA Cup final. Uh, my earliest real memory, I think, is is that and uh, my dad celebrating in the um, in the front room uh, until the goal went in with his shirt off. And then uh, uh, my mum tells me that she found me in the uh, in the hallway because at the time I had I was a bit soft on Liverpool because I used to get the um, kick magazine and match the day and all that and it had all the Liverpool posters I think they just won the Champions League and everyone at school was talking about Liverpool and all that I was obviously very little I I would have only been about five or six years old and um, my mum tells me she found me on on the floor in the hallway uh, crying saying West Ham need me Um, (laughs) (laughs) and that's how Jeez, can any of you bring a happy story to me? <laughs> but no, my, my first memory, my first memory of an actual game would be, I think, was was would would be at the start of that season, I guess, which would, would be my dad trying desperately to get me in, interested. And uh, we played Blackburn Rovers. It was, I think, it was the opener just after we'd come up. And um, my, my the thing that left a real impression, we won that game three one. And Andy Todd scored the first goal I ever scored. It was uh, for Blackburn against us because they scored the opener and but my lasting impression from that game is of watching Dominic Matteo anyone who's listening just look this guy up the least Premier League looking footballer you'll ever see um, standing on the touchline in front of the touchline trying to take a throw in and then a free kick being awarded for Amble, um, which was the <laughs> strangest thing I think I've ever seen on a football pitch still to this day um, especially because of the combination of handball while someone's trying to take a throw in and uh, Dominic Matteo, just look him up. You'll see what I mean as soon as you see a picture. I know that he does. He's got that kind of bloke down the pub, slightly, <laughs> slightly slow look about him. <laughs> to, be, to, to, be, to be less kind than I need to be. <laughs> you know, not the glamour of these days and your kind of stylish footballers. That's what um, I fell in love with though. it was Dominic Matteo's great look on his face that really drew you into football I mean I don't I don't don't really have first memories of a first game I I remember I remember more about going to West Ham was because I'm from Cambridgeshire and kind of a small village outside Cambridge suddenly going into East London and it's a kind of an introduction to a vibrancy of cultures and stuff that you didn't have around where I lived. I mean, I had a, you know, with this three churches in my village and two pubs and a, and a village shop, I'd, I'd kind of never seen some of the things I saw before when I went to Upton Park. Uh, but I don't know about my first game. To best memories then, Dad. Have you got any best memories from Upton Park? Can I have to ask you to think of something happy and positive? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like everyone's kind of historic memories of, of, of their start of West Ham was, was all kind of like rooted in trauma uh, <laughs> the supporting of other teams. So mine's all to do with Danny Shitter, who didn't play for us. <laughs> um, um, uh, best memories. I, 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 2006 
um, FA Cup final, like, was probably up there. Like, it hurt so much, but it was so exciting. Like, it was, like, I've never felt such highs and lows in in, in 90 minutes in my whole, well, about 200 minutes in the end. <laughs> like, but I've, I've never felt such highs and lows. And, like, so that's got to be up there. Um, oddly, like, one of my, I've, I've got an incredibly short memory by the, by the scenes of things, but, like, one of my, like, one of, like, I just remember a really random, very special moment as well was, like, I've been so, like, I've been, kind of like despairing about the new stadium as has everyone else ever to support West Ham and I remember like it was that first season we moved and it was difficult to settle in and the the football was rubbish it was so bad and everything was just like miserable and all of a sudden after such a good season everything looked good um it was just one Tottenham game evening kickoff like Friday night eight o'clock and I remember just like walking in, I got there about five minutes late. I walked in and the place was absolutely rocking. Like, honestly, like it was, I'd never seen anything like it in the new stadium. I haven't seen anything like it since. But like, <laughs> it was just, honestly, it was chaos. Like everyone, there was like, I walked out, there was just this like old guy, topless, scarf around his head, swinging his shirt, leading about 2,000 fans. Like, Lanzini. It, was just, it was the Lanzini goal. Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah. It's like it, for some reason it just like it honestly like it showed what the uh, there was it just a glimmer of hopes as to where, where as to whether the, the new stadium could be could come good it hasn't really but like it's like it it definitely showed a moment of hope so that was quite a special modern memory I'd say I think I, I, I in my mind that the, the bloke with his shirt off put his winner's shirt around I think. I may have seen that too, but I don't know if it's just a shared. But in my head, that's actually me. (laughs) (laughs) And he's here today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's a a lot to go back for. And it is difficult because after a while, they do start to blur into the same time. I mean, those of you who aren't watching the podcast, missing that Dan's got a very classic uh, Upton Park pony Dr. Martin show, which is a... Oh, is it a long sleeve? So LF, LF, oh, yeah. long oh, as well. I mean, <laughs> some yeah, connoisseurs amongst us enjoying that. <laughs> that is fire. That is my, a my other favourite shirt though. I've got like I've literally got about I've probably got about twenty on the go at the moment. In terms of like, if a new one comes out, I go, well, oh, I shouldn't, will, um, <laughs> and then and then I just dig through the archives of old ones, and it's like, and I, I remember when we when Billich was our manager, and it was like things were just looking like we looked like we were just going to be the best thing ever <laughs> that one season. I uh, I got the uh, short sleeve ninety five hundred year anniversary Billich shirt. Um, which I've got here, yes. and it just it went so quickly from like the, like I was getting praised left, right, and centre to suddenly just like that's a bit embarrassing, mate. He's left, like <laughs> like oh it's all gone wrong <laughs> in it, mate. Why are you still wearing that? So it's kind of like it's become more memorabilia than a cool shirt I can still wear out the house. That is one of the better shirts. So that is a good that is a good get. I'm very very happy with that. Uh, I suppose we've had, we had we we were about thirty years to this month since the. Uh, English first division clubs resigned from the football league in order to create what has become, well, it was the premiership, not allowed to say that anymore. Uh, now the premier league, which is a pretty good excuse for us to go over our kind of best West Ham 11, especially as 
I think even I don't have any memories before the Premier League, so none of you can have any memories. I, I mean, <laughs> Dad's, Dad's got about a memory longer than last week, so we might we might get a really really <laughs> modern team on the go. I didn't didn't realise there was a time before the Premier League. Two thousand and what? I mean, there'll be a lot of old folks, older older folks. I'm sorry, unfair to call you old folks at the back, <laughs> screaming about more Hurston Peters or Billy Barnes, Frank Lampard Senior, Sir Trevor. He's off the entire audience again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <if> you, <laughs> any of the boys of eighty six two, I'm just going to ignore you uh, because we're we're all a bit young. Some some of us are more painfully painfully younger than than maybe me. Um, I would I restrict you to a four two three one, but I will give you the uh, the honour of going first each time, Dan. So these two can think on the spot if you pick a player they've gone for. Um, the pre- I'm feeling the pressure. I can tell you now there's going to be no players. I think I'm probably just going to name the team now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I'll expect I spent like an email through to go, I've changed my mind on every position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've I I remembered Rob Green. I mean, that's the place to start then. Goalkeepers, Dad. Who do you think in your, in your, in your lifetime, your memory? No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, best keeper. It's so tough because it's like there's some that are like based on memory and like and nostalgia and some that stem from like actually being quite good in goal. Yeah. And I actually I believe that we've never had a good keeper ever. But um, <laughs> I'm going to go just because I loved his name when I was a kid and it might not help the team at all, but I'm going to go Shaka Hislop. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I mean, other than... We we were in a call with him the other day, and it it brings me in highs remembering the two thousand six FA Cup final. I can't, I don't have that kind of look at the height. I just think of all the low. Uh, but Shaka, yeah. Shaka was two spells as well. I think at the club, yeah, he was phenomenal. I I, I remember being a kid and being like, he's he's decent and he's got a great name. I just <laughs> yes. like that being the main takeaway. Take well, he was he was a good goalkeeper, and he's he's topped it with the, the good name. Uh, Jack, are you? <laughs> Have you got a really good name to bring me as well, or are you just? No, I've got Rob Green. <laughs> Rob Green. <laughs> boring, uh, boring. Move on, Callum. Now, to be fair, Rob Green was number one on mine, purely based on merit. I think he probably was the best keeper we've had. I mean, England number one, but then obviously that famous fumble and his career kind of fumbled along afterwards. But um, I am probably. It's a toss-up between two, really, and much like Dan, it's like, do I go on quality or do I go on nostalgia? And I think I'll probably go for nostalgia, um, given that I think I know who you're going to pick anyway, Chris. Uh, but I'm going to go for Adrian just just because he was fun. It was like a time when I was going probably most frequently. Uh, he provided some good memories, the most memorable being that. Um, FA Cup fixture against Everton where he scored the penalty, took his gloves off, threw him on the floor. I was like, I don't need these no more. This is going straight in. Um, yeah, so I think he probably goes in. Fabianski's probably a bit harsh to leave him out, but uh, for me, Adrian was just that guy. That's a tough call because I, uh, you've got, I mean, that moment, that, that moment where he took his gloves off is one of my favourite West Ham moments of all time, even though it was ultimately pointless. Um, but, it, but it was just, there was a swagger to a goalkeeper taking a play. Imagine if he'd missed as well. Like, I yeah. just thinking, imagine he missed. Imagine him turning around and picking his gloves up <laughs> off the floor. Sorry, lads. Uh, it wasn't a great penalty, <laughs> but it was on target, which is all that counted. Um it's, it's, it's a tough one. If I'm picking, I have to pick. I don't just get to choose my own choice. I've got to pick out a youth three. I'll, I'll, I'll go Rob Green. I'll be sensible. There you go. Oh, that Arsenal game was nailed on then. That Arsenal game. That Arsenal oh. game. 
it's the Arsenal game. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I have a feeling that later on in this time, there is going to be some, oh, there's going to either be a right back or a left back pick that makes me laugh, and I'm going to pick that one. So maybe I should start off <laughs> start off with a safe pick so that our team isn't a bit of a laugh. Um, well, that moves us on to right backs. And I'm, I know you're eager for this one, Dan. Oh. Well, <laughs> you're always thinking about right backs, aren't you? It's because, uh, well, you know, um, it's worth it's worth noting that um, off off record, I was uh, quite open about the fact that I just gone blank of every right back that's ever played for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a nicer host than me probably wouldn't have given you a right back second pick, but I just thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 really tough. And again, I don't want to without risking being like you know. I don't know. I, I have fond memories of 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 Guy, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, uh, and Julian. <laughs> I'm yeah. those, I feel like other people are going to pick them. But I mean, it's hard. Uh, it's hard not to go too far because I I think like he's just like it, he's not looked great this season, which is so. Dis- it's honestly been one of the most disappointing things about this season. But like the way he played last season was honestly like he was. Do you know what it was? It's because we'd gone through such a long spell without any good fullbacks. So, like, suddenly yeah. having Kufa come in, he like he just looked so solid and, like, worked so much harder than anyone I've ever seen play fullback for West Ham. So I'm going to go him, I think. Big Vlad. Good, I'm a big Big Vlad fan. You, you've probably put yourself in a chance there. Um, I'll go Cal second this time. And, um, again, tricky. Vlad... Yeah, probably the best right back we've had, I'd say. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Faber. I'm gonna go Faber. Uh, just he was. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't great. I was surprised to see when I was looking up. He had more than a hundred appearances for West Ham, which I I feel like I didn't no. remember him playing that many times. <laughs> no, he, he was here for a long time. He only played um, six, six games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was like something like a hundred like six appearances for West Ham, which is just mad. Um, but he, he gets in. Yeah, two for Real Madrid. Uh, but he gets in purely on the back of that. The fact that I think, and I'm happy to be corrected, like if you, if you know of someone else, please email him. But I think he is the only player to ever leave West Ham for Real Madrid and on a loan. And I'm pretty sure he fell asleep on the bench, right? Isn't that like the bench rumor? <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's worth mentioning that if, if anyone remembers Elan's diving header away at Everton, which a big, big goal in the relegation fight we had. That cross for that came from Faubert, and it was a peach of a cross. He was a, he did get injured early on. He was, he was meant to be a kind of, he was called Le, Le Express Train, the TGV, and then he got a, a, a big injury, I think, as any fast player seems to do when they join West Ham. They get an injury quite quickly. And that I'll goes. never forget sitting in the front room uh, in the house in Walthamstow before we moved. And like on my dad's work laptop, like googling like Julien Faubert Bordeaux highlights. <laughs> it's like him just doing fair roulettes out on the wing. I was like, oh, we're gonna win the league. This guy's mad. Uh, and they started a, a career with analytics. Yeah, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> I still think with Faubert that, that there's gonna be some form of like Netflix documentary about how he conned everyone to be the like to play for all the clubs he has. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, like his career, his career in terms of teams is just so astounding. French <laughs> right like, back like, version of yeah. the Tinder swindler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you've got you've got Faubert at least to beat Jack, let alone Vlad. I I, I can't beat Faubert, can I? I mean, he, that Millwall, that goal against Reed's goal against Millwall, wonderful. Took the keeper right out. That, that great jump, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going Zaba. 
I'm going Zabba. Yeah. And and purely because we've had so many old farts turn up from the big clubs over the years and be frankly shit. And um, Zabba was great. Uh, and probably quality wise, the best right back I've ever seen play for us. Um, bags and bags of quality. Played in the midfield. Lovely, lovely player. Great guy. Perfect, perfect choice, surely. I mean, I love Zabba, but you're not beating Vlad. Because I, I also remember the fact that Zabba could barely run in his period of time with us. He wasn't to. Man City. He didn't need to read the game. It, it was not Man City's marauding right back going up and down. It was very much like a right, lads. Look, wait up. I will join the attacks. It's the it's the, it's the moments where he like he, you catch it. It's just him at the back, and and you just <laughs> see like two or three breaking. And you're just like, oh, this is just like you being a stand. Like, oh, I just can't watch this. This is just brutal. Like, again, I think I loved Zab more than I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Because I just, it was just in that, it's that whole banter era of West Ham where basically we just, we we were a retirement ground for the songs and the Nazarees and the, do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. That, that, that's a habit from the 90s. I mean, Nigel Winterburn and uh, Ian Wright and Davos Shuker all turned up at West Ham. <laughs> we can't get rid of I think actually that went beyond the 90s. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll pencil Vlad in, which should give you a nice confidence boost down before you left back. Are we, are we just skipping over the, the centre backs, which I definitely know. Um, I, will no, centre backs <laughs> I will do centre backs after. I will do centre backs after. I want to get the awkward ones. Once you get the awkward ones out of the way, you'll be flying from then onwards. You'll be naming uh, people you fire find centre. I mean, I mean, only people I haven't even heard of from like <laughs> from the actual eighties. Um, uh, left back again, again. I hate to suffer from short term memory, but it's just like so. It's and 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 I know my brother who's listening is going to absolutely. <laughs> rip me to shreds here for saying this. <laughs> like honestly I will never hear the end of it but I'm going to have to go Arba lower. lower not joking um, <laughs> right I was about to turn it off <laughs> get him um, off get him off <laughs> what do they call him the, the training cone or something it was his nickname <laughs> and, then they, and then he like he got really angry about it um, I'd go, I'd, I'm going to have to go Chris and, I, I, and it's been a bumpy ride but it's like for for the modern era at West Ham, he's been our left back throughout all of that. At times when we've been like, we need a better left back, he's been our left back. At times when we've been like, we've got the perfect left back, he's been our left back. <laughs> it's like he's simultaneously the most consistent and inconsistently brilliant footballer I've ever seen at West Ham. So like, I think I have to go for him for being solid in the last few years. And seeing, I remember when he got that injury in pre-season, I was so gutted because it, it just he looked like he was good. He was just he'd hit a bit of like fantastic form and it was going to look amazing. Got that injury, just lost himself for about three or four years. And now yeah. it's just like good to see him shining again and like back to, back to his best. So I'm going to go Chris. I, 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 would have, I reckon this will be a tough call for these two to find someone they prefer and let alone they can remember better than Chris. I mean, <laughs> Chris has been around for quite a while now. And also, we've, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about passing from the back, which Chris is quite important to. So I want to see these two try and justify why that's no longer important. <laughs> uh, Kat, uh, no, Jack. Jack, who are you oh, giving me for? Oh, yeah, you, I know, I'm really... <laughs> um, I'm between two here, which has got probably I'll be the same two as Cal's looking at. Um, I'm going to go... Yeah, of course, Razvan Ram- yeah. Pablo Romero. Yeah. No, uh, I'm going Joey O'Brien uh, for left oh, back. Joey, Joey, <laughs> couldn't not no. go against Joey. I'm sorry, utility player, loved them, played all across the back four. We like, discussed this as well, haven't we? It's if it is always worth now googling what Joey O'Brien looks like now. 
wouldn't want to meet him in the dark. Alley, <laughs> he's a scary looking man now. <laughs> <laughs> Very scary looking bloke. But no, uh, I think he, he did quite a good job for us playing right back, left back. Did a decent job at left centre half when he was there. That defence was a mess that season. I think there were several games where we turned out with both O'Brien and McCartney as the centre backs, which uh, is an impressive achievement even by West Ham standards. Uh, Why are we like this? Why are we like this? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Joey, yeah, uh, I did watch, I think I watched something. Uh, you recommended it to me, Chris, actually. It was the, you'll find it on the West Ham channel. It was uh, Noble and Nolan going back yeah. over the, the championship season with David Martin. And um, they both went, oh, Joey was a player, wasn't he? Mad he underrated. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, yeah cause I think one of the games they did was when he did a little mazy little run in one of the games as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's why you'd look back at that season and you're thinking of that Jerry O'Brien, you'd go, actually, he was really, really not that player. But... <laughs> It's kind of yeah, a bit of a banter, been for banter kind of time at West Ham, really. So you kind of end up liking these players, but really, realistically, if they were in the team these days, different story. Uh, cult, cult following, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cult, cult following of one. It's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Cal. Then you've got a third choice. Yeah, this is probably you're going to have to pull something out. <laughs> yeah, there's really, really not much um, going on. I mean, Ilunga was never getting in there uh, as much of a cult hero as he was. Um, but you know, we've all we've all said we've all pined for that 2006 Cup final. Uh, so Konchesky's going to get in just because of the goal that was across. Um, I've got fond memories of Konchesky. Uh, probably wasn't the best left back ever. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but yeah, he was one of those in the sort of same class as Harewood and Zamora, who I sort of first started watching when I first became a West Ham fan and, and will, I probably won't forget for those reasons. So yeah, purely on nostalgia and the cross that was a goal, um, he gets in. Unless it was a goal. I'm sure I'm, it was a cross, wasn't it? It was a cross. It, it, it definitely, <laughs> definitely was a cross, but it was my maybe my favourite cross of all time, at least at that point. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, my my, uh, my PTSD with that cup final means I can't pick a player who played in that cup final. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too scared of Jerry O'Brien, so Cress is getting in as well. So that, I mean, at least, least time, Dan, you're beating the experts. You might not have beat Lauro, but justice you're beating the John Pansel, Justice <laughs> for John Pansel. Yeah, oh. there were a few others I looked at, like George McCartney, he came up, a bit of a legend. Uh, I think Pablo Armero came up, but I'm still not even convinced he was a left back or a winger or, or even if he played for us. He's one of those players. That is, he's on the squad sheet. But I'm like, who was this guy? <laughs> I mean, I'd have gone Julian Dix, but you're all, you know, young. Yeah. So I'll have to let you off. Um, I was going to make a joke and go who, but I didn't. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it from the fans. That alone from Julian, he might fight yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> It's not worth it. The Terminator's <laughs> killed for a reason. Um, we do everything in his power to make no one listen to our new album. <laughs> Turned off from West Ham fans all around. Right, okay then. Uh, easier now. Send some centre-backs for you, Dan. You can pick two. Pick two? Yeah, pick two okay, and I'll let the others try and fill in. I'm, I'm going to go again, again for seeing us through some of our darkest times, like genuinely our darkest times, and always being there when we needed him and always being fantastic. Like, you know, and even when it got it got kind of weird towards the end, which I always thought was a shame, but I'm going to go Winnie Reid. Yeah. Too. Um, uh, and then in, old, in older times or newer times, this is tough. It's really tough. It is, it's, like, it's, it's, it's you feel like you're letting seems, them down. <laughs> it, seemed, it, seems so, it seems so obvious to go for, go for a more modern player because it's so recent in your memory. Yeah. But like, you know, I kind of, 
I think it's because I think I learned from my granddad who just can't go to games anymore despite having a season ticket, um, just to block out all the memories. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but like, I think I think it's it's hard to not give a nod to Angelo because he's just like what he's done. Like he, I think like it's it was underrated how central he was to transforming the whole defense. He's been in some terrible defenses, Angelo Bonner. So has Winston yeah. Reid. Yeah, like if the two of them in their prime played side by side, we'd be looking at just the, like our best centre back pairing. So I think I'm going to go those two. Uh, you picked close to my heart. I think the uh, I, 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 had a, I had a Winston Reid New Zealand shirt for a while, so I reckon you can pencil that one in already. Can <laughs> 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 uh, I left you to last last time, didn't I? So I'll leave I'll leave Jack to last this time. Sound. Give me two. Um, Jack's yeah. really got to work hard. Yeah, sound. Um, yeah, Reed and Ogbonna, I think, are probably going to be hard to beat because previous ones we've either picked for nostalgia or picked because they were good, but they tick kind of both those boxes. So it's a bit of a tricky one. But I think based on the same justification that I've given about when I first became a West Ham fan, uh, that season where we got promoted from the championship, I'm going to go Anton. Um, obviously, West Ham boy through the academy. Um, still a good lad now, unlike his brother. Um, if you're listening, Rio, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was good, man. He was like one of those. He was young and like we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think when it's like you get one of those West Ham players come through the academy, and like with Rice, we've been blessed because he actually is exceptional. But um, you get those players who come through, and like even if they're not like amazing, you kind of just overhype them because they're West Ham Academy products and you just want to see them like shine. So you're like, oh yeah, Anton, yeah, one of the best centre backs in the league when like really he wasn't and his career reflects that after West Ham. <laughs> but but I just always had a soft spot for him. Um so yeah he goes in and then uh, the other one it's tricky. It is tricky. I know that Jack's gonna pick someone but I'm avoiding it for recency bias and I, I want to go um for someone that holds a bit of a closer oh, spot in my heart. To Roger. Relegator Roger. Roger picked. He's leaving, leaving me with I'm the... sorry, man. I'm sorry. Um, well, you you get arguably the best centre-back to have played for us in this time, so that's fine. But I'm going to go for Jack's compatriot, um, Ginge Collins. Um, oh. The man. <laughs> the man. Nick, my favourite player. <laughs> exactly man exactly um but yeah i mean hard to look past him really like obviously another one who kind of of the dawson mold i suppose not to not to be too like uh simplistic but like just very solid center backs not like ball player not exciting not flary but they'll just absolutely throw their body on the line regardless of what's going on um and obviously two spells with us he was there through the good times and the bad times and i think uh, we'd be remiss not to include him, but also just because of how crap he was treated when he left. Like, it was just kind of sad. Like, he was with us for so long. He was probably due a testimonial, really, I, I would say. And then, what, he got released via email, was it, I think? Um, like, just the disrespect, it's, it's just not on, really. And I think, yeah, it would be harsh to leave him out. And it's a shame that that finished on such a sour note because he was kind of all through my West Ham, uh, well, childhood was a, a consistent figure. I, I, what I will give Ginge is I think maybe the best individual performance of a centre-back I can think of was away at Anfield, where he basically man-marked Luis Suarez. And I'd, I'd have put Luis Suarez as exactly the wrong type of player for Ginge to be playing against. You know, you're talking about squirmy, getting around little type balls, quite delicate on his feet, and Ginge quite the opposite. Didn't move with any grace. <laughs> 
not a hint of delicacy in anything Ginge did, but he absolutely man-marked out of the game that day. Um, got a lot to beat then, Jack. I'm buggered, aren't I, lads? Um, Collins <laughs> has to be in for me. I can't, I can't even... It's really hard that I've not got the chance to argue for him. Welsh, West Ham, Ginger. I mean, what? I mean, it's, that's just everything for me. It's, it's all the right notes. It's all the right notes there. Um, you look so similar. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought Ginger was on. Big name. Um, I'm going to go Kurt uh, because he's probably the best centre back quality wise out of the lot. Um, I know he's not been around very long, but he's exceptional compared to most of the centre-backs we've had um, in terms of his on-pitch ability. Uh, less said about off-pitch, the better. And um, James Tompkins, I'll throw in as well, just for being pretty solid, uh, doing a good job, slotting in at right-back when needed, um, and for his absolutely rascal hair. Um, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my abiding memory of Tompkins would always be uh, deep c- corners to the back post that Tompkins has to head across goal, which was Allardyce's only set-piece tactic, if I remember correctly. Yeah. You're having it a was... laugh. It's not that programme cover with him and Collison on the front. <laughs> no, that, that, that's close. That's a great... If, you, if, no one, if no one knows what that is, Google that. The programme cover with Collison and Tompkins looking a little bit like... <laughs> Not even in sync because it's too kind of like East 17. They're a little bit East 17. I think, well, if I'm going to pick, I'll pick it with Sunanogi. So that's just, it's not even not even a debate, really, yeah. unfortunately for you. Um, Honourable mention for Danny Gabadon. I love that guy. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a bit yeah, surprised yeah. Gabadon's not got a mention he, there. He, he, had one, he had one leg shorter than the other or something like that. That was some fun. Even if he didn't, we're putting that out there now. So it doesn't matter. Danny, if anyone comes asking... It's yeah. not true and you're listening. I'm so sorry for this. Fact you can, you can join Mark Lawrence and the band on stage <laughs> at the main stage. Danny, we're getting the band back together. You and me, Laura, main stage <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's all my dreams come true. Um, four, two, three, one. Then a pair of centre midfielders for you, Dad. Oh, well, okay. Decky Rice is going straight in the, in the mix. Like, that's just, yeah. a, it doesn't even need to be discussed, really. A given. He's, yeah. he's the greatest footballer I've ever seen in my life, ever. So, yeah. um, <laughs> um, in terms of a second choice, oh, it's actually quite tough. I, like, again, if we're, going, if we're going on, like, again, odd nostalgia, like, I loved, I loved Kiyate. I loved him. I don't know why. There's no. Because he was a bit bad. He was a bit bad. Yeah, yeah, I loved him, but I, it, I can't really. I can't put him in the top two central, <laughs> central midfielders of all time at West Ham. Um, and again, I'm going to go obvious, and I'm going to go safe because I know it makes it harder for everyone else. who definitely has a more illustrious historical knowledge of West Ham, but I'm going to have to go with Marky Nubs for nostalgia oh, and his yeah. consistency and his ability to just like, like he he. What I love is like this idea that he's always been, I've always loved him and thought he's brilliant, but he's definitely was never quite, quite good enough to get into any other side, um, which is what's fun about Mark Nobbs. But, but in reality, like I just, it, like he will be, like I went to his testimonial and it was like, honestly, like tear jerkingly fun um, and lovely. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, I think like he, he's seen us through so many his, like, moments in modern history at West Ham. Mm-hmm. So like, I think, I, yeah, I connect him too closely to like, West Ham as a as a whole culture, but I can't I can't really like not keep him in the team. So I'm going to go him and Deck. 
oh, it's going to be really hard when it, when one of you picks someone. And I have to now sit there thinking, I've got Noble's art name tattooed on my arm, his signature on my arm. And how do I how do I not pick that man? I didn't even know about that before I picked. On on the other side, though, on when he did it, he did say that I need to get to the gym, so maybe I could just use that to rule it out. It's fine. Yeah, (laughs) he parred you, bro. (laughs) He absolutely did, and then I made a joke about his uh, hairline, and that wasn't funny. So that's. Oh, you told Mark Noble he's got dead hairline. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was a real like. Don't know why I've reacted. My biceps are really small. I don't know why I've decided to go to (laughs) fencing. Not my wife's move, (laughs) Jack. Two names for me in the middle. Two names in the middle. Scott Parker's going straight yes. in. Oh, yeah. what, what am I doing? Scott Parker's going straight <laughs> in. There's that memory. Left me an open goal there. Um, Scotty P, what a player. Uh, Football Writers Player of the Year when we went down. So Scotty Parker's definitely going in and partnering him uh, just for the most wonderful passing duo you could imagine. Uh, Alex Song. Um, Ooh, tasty. Yeah. Terrible second season, but let's not talk about that. Um, no, he was wonderful that first year, wasn't he? There was a yeah, period of yeah. time where he looked a world-class talent, Alex Song, just stroll, strolling around the middle, shorts always pulled up yeah. really high, socks quite low. Yeah. How many so times got... have we had someone who's Barcelona quality at West Ham? Not many. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And any time they do, they did not fall off a cliff. <laughs> 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 All right, Cal, you've got to find a better name than Rice Song, Nobes, Parker. Yeah, well, it's not happening. They were both my first and second choices, so uh, it's pretty tricky. I'll put Suchek in there just because of last season and, and how good he was. Um, probably is one of the best centre-mids we've had, to be honest. Um, it'd be hard-pressed to find someone better than him. And then the second one is tricky. There's a few names floating around. Um, Rio Coca comes to mind just because of, again, the time when I became a West Ham fan, but I'm not sure he gets in. Um, Obiang goal against Spurs yeah Pedro was the one I was thinking of because of the goal against Spurs and I just thought every time I'd seen him off the pitch he just seemed like a sound guy as well just like very very good um, in interviews and stuff like apparently he's like mad intellectual which is quite funny Um, I don't know why it's funny but it just doesn't seem seem the kind of thing I'd expect of a West Ham midfielder but I think I'll actually go with um, again I guess I guess you could call it a nostalgia pick Um, and he wasn't Actually, no, I think my memory might be failing me now. Was he a right mid? No, what are you on, talking about? Go on, go on. At least we've got it on Say tape if you're wrong. Go on. <laughs> Jack Collison. Well, yeah, Collison. Yeah, Collison. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm putting Collison in then. I'm putting Collison in. Um, oh, Wales are getting some really good representation on this one. Yeah, they? that's it. Oh, they're not getting picked. I was the Welsh one. <laughs> 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 yeah, all right, I'll go with Collison and Suchek, but... We're, we're, with the resignation that I know that neither of them are good enough to get into the starting two. So. I, I have a real soft spot for Jack. Um, I, I was at that game, the, the Mill, it was a Mill Cup game after his, um, after his dad had passed, which was a really emotional mm. game, crazy game. And I also thought it was a lovely play, he glided around Jack. It always mm. felt a little, he was, a little shame he was. Injured. I mean, it shows your age. I, if I was doing this, I could, I could have chucked in Frank Lampard or Michael Carrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably well, only about two seasons war. away from Carrick, I think. Probably. I'd never pack it, Frank. But, <laughs> but that's my own anger issues that I've still got there. Um, I, I re- I'm, I'm definitely picking Rice. And it's now whether I go with my heart or my head, really. I think I've got to go Scotty Parker. He was my favourite yeah. player in the world for a period. I think for, there was a little period where Scotty Parker felt like, yeah, he, he was the best player in the Premier League. And for some reason, he was playing at West Ham 
forever mm. I've grown up. Yeah, so <laughs> so peak that that is the sort of situation he found himself in. But he, yeah, he was mustard, wasn't he? I always associate him with that little sort of run he'd do on the ball where he'd like turn around in a circle before offloading the yeah. ball. He kind of just, it was like scanning without scanning. Like he didn't move his head. He just was like, I'm going to scan with my full body and just run around the circle. So that I can see him. That's like a circle. Yeah, yeah. Little turns. He just turned back in his circle. Yeah, Scott Parker never yeah. like, just didn't lose the ball. No, no, Noble does kind of do it as well. Yeah, you can not, see where not, he got it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is quite cute. It's just, oh, I love Scott Parker. I'm going to pick that movie, he does. <laughs> I'm going to do the Scotty spin. He's calling it a trainer ground. No one else knows what he's going on about. <laughs> right then, um, right winger in a 4 2 3 1. I guess we can be pretty liberal with this if you want to pick three attacking midfielders, but I'll go. Guess, this is so tough in terms of. You know, I don't think you have to be too strict with it. I think when I did this first time, I picked Paolo on the wing. So. Four yeah, attackers I was gonna... you've got. Yeah. Four attackers. Yeah. Uh, guess I was going to say because it's like. It's weird because there's so many. There's like there's like so many centre forwards. So many of them were awful, but there was actually quite a few, quite a few that I would quite fancy in my team as well at the same time. Um, wait, am I picking? So what am I picking? Just my just one for now. You yeah. give me a right wing, and we'll do it bit by bit. Because otherwise, you could uh, you could I suppose you could make it really hard. But then also, it's a lot of time thinking. So let's see if I give you a, a gap each time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it's um ah. I, I want to give someone an honourable mention, but I'm scared someone's going to bring him up because I, I, he's not my anyway, choice. You're the guest, remember? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll run it right now. This is uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you. I'm going to give a, an honourable mention to Yossi Benayoum for just yeah. being like, yeah. the biggest legend ever. Like I just, it's yeah. just like that he chip. was so just honestly like his ability was just so fun. He was so fun <laughs> to watch play football. Um, but I, I think if, if the way my team's going to lay out, I probably have to put the Canio on the right. I think Work. just to just to make space elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how I did it. Yeah, yeah. But then, I, I, also, it's tough because like the way Jared's playing at the moment, it's like hard to ignore him. But mm. but I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go to Canio. You get Paolo, Jack. Give me one random. I will pick three, so you don't have to be too worried about the position. But I'll, I'll put Mick. In. Um, I know he's playing striker at the moment. He's done brilliantly, really, though. I think you've got over 10 goal contributions per season for, I think, what's it now, five seasons in a row at least uh-huh. um, that he's done that, which is a crazy return for, for a West Ham player, for crazy consistency. Uh, loved the story all the way up through non league. Um, had a really tough time at the beginning, never got picked. The right back to right wing, to left wing, back to right wing, back to right back, then up front. That's just brilliant. Um, so, yeah, has to go in for me somewhere. Through West Ham story. We've got a striker. We played a bit right back for a while. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> all right then, whatever. Cal? Uh, I'll chuck Bowen in. He, he deserves okay. to be in on form. So, he's got to go in there, really. Nice and simple. On form, Jared. Right, uh, I'll, I'll get all of the names before I make a choice. So, I'll, I'll give you another shout for me, Dan. I kind of have a a, an attacking midfielder, maybe central. Boring, classic. It's easy. It's Dimitri Payet. He yeah, broke my yeah, heart. Fair. He, he yeah. broke my heart and he crushed it um, into many, many tiny little pieces. Um, <laughs> uh, my fun fun fact, more well, fun story is that he, uh, like my mum, kind of slightly ironically as a joke, got me a Dimitri Payet phone case, which I quite embarrassingly used because I didn't have a phone case. Um, uh, and then, and then I spent, and I was, I used to work on a market store in Covent Garden. And when, when I was, um, I remember just one day, the day he just left, the day 
the day he left and it broke my heart. I just stood there and I just carved his name out with a little <laughs> family knife. I just carved his name out bit by bit. <laughs> and it was like, it was so dramatic and so embarrassing. And like, you know, these little like tourists were like asking for, you know, goodies and stuff. And I was there carving the, a man's name out of a phone case. So yeah, but anyway, he makes my team because he's just, he's just probably the best footballer I've ever seen play for West Ham. And you see, I've had my heart broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put that in your songs. That's, that's a real emotion. Oh, yeah. What do you think the whole first album's about? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, I I I had a a a framed photo of him in my room at the time that was taken away that day as well, never to be seen again. So it, okay. I, it was almost like an ex girlfriend with me as well. <laughs> we all had a breakup that day. I quite like it in my head now. For it will be better with you as the album name, but it's because it's after Dimmy. Yeah. That's what it was. It was. It was. It's actually nostalgic. It was better with Pyre. Oh, <laughs> it certainly was. Um, Cal, I'll let you in. Um, again, quite a few contenders, especially for this central one. We've had quite a few, um, but I will go for uh, purely on the fact that I think at his peak before he got injured, he was set to be like some next level attacking mid. I think Liverpool were after him uh, at a time. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go for prime Manuel Lanzini, I think, in the middle. It's got the hard, to, hard to argue with the, the feet that could score that Palace goal. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. That was goal. so tasty. In a win that West Ham fan Dan, Dan McCarthy didn't didn't predict when he was on. <laughs> 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 you know what it was as well. I was like the most hungover I've ever been in my whole life. On New Year's Day, I just ordered a Chinese and I was watching it. And my, my, it's funny because my flatmate hadn't left his room all day because he was so hungover, and he just heard me screaming. <laughs> the only noise that had actually made any sense all day. And he came running in, like angry but also like intrigued. Watched the goal and went. Do you know what? Fair play. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't see him again for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know, we agree on this, but anyway, I'm back to my pit. <laughs> Jack, you've got, well, Dimi and, Dimi and Manu so far. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I've got no chance, have I, basically? Um, I think I'm going to go uh, Kevin Nolan. Yeah. Um, Ricky. Great goal scorer. Um, always had Christmas off. Love that. And um, <laughs> just all round top guy by the by the seams of things. Did a great job for us. I was really like, didn't expect him to come at all because he was doing so well. And then um, all it all it took was Sam. One phone call and he was like, I'm coming. I'm coming straight away. <laughs> uh, Getting the band back together. Yeah, exactly. Was, Ring me, Big Andy. Matty, Gary and Joey. Joey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely Kev Nolan deserved a shout. Right, Nolan's and then a left winger for you, Dad. You got one spot left, and no one's picked the name that first came to mind for me, and I'm 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 a, I'm mainly offended. Oh, uh, oh, this is, I don't know, I don't know who you mean now. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, are you Matt Jarvis? No, I'm just um, <laughs> <laughs> so delighted someone's finally said it. His volume of crosses. His volume of crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Is it know, recent? I, yeah. Sort of. Is it recent? I, I reckon it's 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 right on the edge of your youth, I say. I mean, oh, okay. it, probably oh, the I first, know who it is. first West Ham player I probably fell in love with. Oh, okay, well, yeah. so the thing is, I've got two for this last position. <laughs> this is what's kind of horrible. Um, like, uh, I would float the name like Joe Cole around just because of 
like my that's, childhood yeah. and like that's who I this shirt this he made this shirt yeah. iconic in my mind yeah. and like he went to my school and like everything about it seemed Ooh, so did Marlon nice. Hayward so did Marlon Hayward weirdly really. yeah, and so did John Barnes and Ender no, that was a so great did, school team yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that was all at the same time but um yeah it was uh yeah but the uh, but if I'm gonna have to put someone on the left oh do you know what? Again, he broke my heart, but I might have to go in out of it just because of like, like, like he was just so lethal on his day, but I hated his attitude. So it's like such a difficult balance as to whether I put him in, but I think I'm going to have to. Mad Arnie's gone in. He'll be back. Um, Cal. Yeah, Arnie was on there for me as well. I think he, uh, much the same. I had such a love-hate relationship with him, but I just loved what a shit house he was as well. Like he was just an angry, angry man. But like when it was not working, it was really annoying because the classic, like, oh, his attitude stinks. Like he doesn't want to be here. But then when he did well and he was still angry, it was like this is just so like badass. Like he's <laughs> such a sick. But um. So, yeah, he would have been in and around it for me. Um, there's a few floating about. Oh, do I pick four now? Probably not. Mm. You're going to tuck up my art strings if you make me pick between someone and Pablo. Oh, yeah, I, love, I know I you love, love Pablo. Pablo so much. Are you not trying to win this section, Cal? You've got to go Pablo. You know Chris. Yeah, true. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, but only because I don't know where else I'm going to put him. And... I'm going to play, I'm going to try and get recency bias on my side. Uh, I've got to put Lingard in there somewhere. I know it was a very short love affair, but I think he came in and just, he's probably the reason, well, we were technically on track for Europe anyway, but he definitely came in and gave us a massive injection uh, that we needed and kind of carried us through to the end of the season. Um, and probably the best season that I've ever watched us play in. Definitely the mm-hmm. most enjoyable. And he's the reason we've got Europa League nights at, at the London Stadium. So yeah, I think I'm not going to put him up top. So I've got to put him there, really. You've got the last slot to fill, don't he? He's gone for Lionel Jesse. Um, <laughs> you've left me an open goal with Pablo and Chris, but um, but I'll go. It's- I'll um, I'll go for. Um, Topping Arnautovic for for anger and Craig Bellamy. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, oh, Craig. Yeah. Craig <laughs> you want to go Craig for angry men? I think I've beaten you there. Uh, and also, really he's Welsh, Rita. so he's in there. Really killed. <laughs> yeah, with a golf, with golf club. club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, you've all hurt me. A, a, you've made me feel old because Joe Cole is. Just like my icon growing up, Joey. I adored Joey. Even in the second spell where people don't think he was very good, I can't get my head around other people thinking he wasn't good because he's he Joe Cole. He scored on his debut, didn't he? I think he, he, when he did returned. a great cross on Collins' head as well. In my head, that second spell, he was still good and I won't listen to reason that could tell me he wasn't. I don't really care. It's, it's Joe Cole, so he's, <laughs> he's always a good footballer. Whatever He was good at Liverpool in my mind. He barely played, was always injured. Don't care, it's Joe Cole. <laughs> Um, but none of you have gone, Joey. So I'm going to have to. I mean, Paolo's making it. Paolo's a Paolo's a lock, and Dimmy's a lock as well. I mean, oh. <laughs> Dimmy's pos- I, I I think Dimmy's probably the best player, at least in a West Ham shirt I've seen play. Um, I would agree. I think between him and Rice, obviously, but I think Paya in terms of just like how excited he made me, it's just. That sounds a little bit dodgy, but you know, uh, I mean. it, uh, not <laughs> wrong, Mate, not wrong, <laughs> no, no, no. dodgy or not. I felt yeah. things in the <laughs> you, you watch that Palace free kick and say you, you feel like that's safe for work. That is a <laughs> 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 I 
It's the naughtiest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah. I tell you what, I'm putting I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules side. I'm gonna put Manu in rather than um rather than fit in I f- it would it would have been between Manu and possibly I really did like Bellamy. Bellamy was nuts. Oh, that front two of Bellamy and Cole was actually like we've not mastered a front two yeah. since that. Like it was actually low key fantastic. Like like having like a big man, a big man, and a and a zippy, zippy like little little angry, guy. angry <laughs> yeah. golf club holding <laughs> weird thing. Like, but I, we haven't we haven't nailed a front two. I don't think many teams have nailed a front two. But that I remember, I've got big memories of that being like quite iconic. That was a pretty. Yeah, I think there might there might be a West Ham Welsh eleven coming here. I think Jack, that might be a that might be a <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to really help on that. I'll be honest. I've got. I, I mean, before the pod, I brought out all the Australian knowledge I had, and the facts were worth airing for, for recording. Um, right, then a striker. Then, Dan, you've got last pick on a strike. You've got a, a list of fifty at least failed strikers from the GSB era. That they they uh, are yeah, they reinvigorate. I mean, they bring that one that article out every every signing, don't they? <laughs> I think you you kind of you you. You waft through the chaos and the years yeah. of mayhem and the 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 downs and the downs um, and the, uh, the the many negative moments of, of watching centre forwards come and go at West Ham United, mm. but only one name comes to mind: um, uh, nostalgia, like leading the line, and it's Shamak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you two are screwed! I knew you both had Shamak yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, all jokes aside, <laughs> um, uh, mine again is a complete toss-up between two. Uh, it's like, I mean, my my head says Dean Ashton, um, and my heart and my heart says Freddie Canute. Just because as a kid, like he was like. It's, it's, I know it's random and I know it's Rogan. It's not going to win me any points. Here. I know, I know. But like, but like something about like Freddie, he was like, he was just, I just remember like for no real reason, just loving him when I was a kid, like him and Joe Cole. It was just like, I remember watching him play in that young team when I was maybe about five and just being like, this guy gets goals. There's something really suave about him. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. So like, I, I, I don't know. It's a real toss up, but I'm going to bypass my um, nostalgia and go for Dean Ashton because he's just <laughs> he like, gets it. And, and that's purely and simply. A, well, he had a fantastic career at West Ham as a great centre forward and the, you know, he had all, like plagued by injuries and all this kind of stuff. But the real joy was watching him score an overhead kick at the Mark Noble testimonial. <laughs> was, yeah, we talk about most iconic football moments we've ever seen. That's got to be up there. <laughs> oh, I think you'll get, you'll get a lot of love from listeners for Dino. Dino's real popular one. Everyone, I think it was it's the wasted potential. I think that's what gets with Dino. Oh. Everyone thinks what could have been. Yeah, it is sad because he's like he was just like, for a spell, just looked like he just scored every shot he took. All right, Cal, another striker for me. Yes, I get to get in there with Carlos Tevez. <laughs> oh, he's the beast. Oh, right <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> he's right there. I thought that was oh. the like one of the him. Oh. Rice and Payet were the were the three that and Parker. Where oh, I was like, these God. are thirty in my team. Tevez was out. mad. Yeah. <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had that greasy hair in your head, and you forgot <laughs> Carlos. It's, it's, it's like somebody had no hair and also loads of product in some hair. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible his hair. Yeah, no, you can't you can't not include Tevez really. Like he was just so good. Like it, it he was one of very few players. <laughs> 
where you'd watch him and be like, he's actually too good for us. Like he shouldn't be playing for us. He was yeah, he was that good. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I felt like I was robbing his career. Um, and obviously, he went on and did great things. But yeah, he he was pro- probably top five for me all time favorite West Ham players just for how how electric he was. And obviously, all the we owe him a lot. Um, we also owe Sheffield United a lot. I don't know if they got it, <laughs> that lawsuit or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If you can yeah. score a goal that forces Sean Bean to march to Parliament and you have to make some <laughs> sort of greatest XI, don't you? <laughs> He's got Boromir walking <laughs> to see the Prime Minister. You've got to think about that. That is true. <laughs> right, Jack, can you, beat, can you beat that? I don't think I can beat a man that made Neil Warnock that angry, but... Uh... <laughs> Oh, who Anyone. am I going to go call him. This is tough as well, because a lot of the good options have gone. Arnautovic has gone. Antonio's gone. Um, I can't possibly go for someone like Diafra. Um, no. He's I've got what he wants, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that chart was so misjudged. <laughs> it's like the Masuaki one. He never gives the ball away. He gives the ball away all the time. But... Exclusively. Exclusively gives the ball away. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I'm left with uh, M&EK. No. Um, who am I going to go for? Who am I going to go for? He was an ultimate team icon, M&EK. <laughs> Remember when he signed, I was like, Dad was like, do you know him? I was like, yeah, he's got 96 pace. He was like, what does that mean in real life? <laughs> And he wasn't even that quick at West Ham. No, he was not. He was not. He, tell you what, though, he did a job coming on at right mid in games we were winning with five minutes to go. Uh, oh, yeah. you could, I think you could probably say the same about Marco Borriello if you remember him. Suave Italian. Oh, just nick my next name. Marco Borriello. I'm so Who's the other one? Who was the other one that came? Notorino. Notorino. I remember no. those two signs and it, looked, it was like, oh, what are we doing here? We're doing something kind of interesting and it's yeah. like exciting. It's like, we've gone overseas and it's looking good. And it did not work. <laughs> these, these two suave Italians that you thought they looked window? like. It was Borriello, yeah. Notorino, Nene, Wellington, Polista. It was... <sighs> What a window. All these, these are like those names in there with like Dimmick Haley. Like the, the, they played like three games, but they'll never get, escape my mind. Like Diego they're Tristan. just always there. Diego yeah. Tristan, always, hey, there. Hey, always You're there. forgetting yeah. Guillermo Franco, who was an yeah. absolute hero. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ladan Petric, Nikita Jelovic. Anyway, I'm going to go <laughs> Carton Cole. Uh, hey. Yeah, fair. Oh, has to be done. Absolute hero. Absolute Very hero. Um, and was my favourite player for, for years and years and years until I, I realised that James Collins was once ginger and, and then he became <laughs> my favourite player um, <laughs> so no Carlton Cole has to go in surely uh, I can't believe you're making me turn Colton Cole away especially if none of you picked Joey so I, I can't even bring the song but Tevez I can't I can't I can't look past yeah. Tevez I loved Carlos Galitos I followed it was a shame he had to go play for the Manx, really. It was nice when he left them and went abroad and you could love him again, climbing up those fences. Yeah. Like what a player he was. Not to begin with, say that. It took him a while to settle. It's, uh, it's always funny when you do these and you think we, we had Javier Mascarado who couldn't get in the team because of Hayden Mullins. So, <laughs> same top of window. I think that leaves us with a team of Rob Green, Vladimir Soufal, Aaron Cresswell, Winston Reid, Angelo Agbonna, Declan Rice, Scott Parker, Paolo Di Canio, Dimitri Payet, Manuel Lanzini, and Carlos Tevez, which leaves... That was one in the league. That's one in the league. That's it, mate. Seven of Dan's picks, four for the rest of you. 
Oh, well done. Oh, smashed out of the park. <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you were analysts. You, you've Hon- got your Hon- front. Honourable, uh, honourable centre forward mentions of Denver Bar as well. I yes. Yeah. Denver Bar. And what a chant that was as well. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant chant. Oh, uh, there's no man like Marouane, but certainly Denver's absolutely <laughs> up there. Like Freddie Sears could have got a pit. Oh. oh, I remember thinking he was like the next big thing because he scored oh. that goal. Like he was, however old he was, I was like, he's going to be mad. This guy. Don't know what happened to him. To be I, honest, I, I thought about that about every youth player ever to come. Yeah, <laughs> with Mason. Zavon Hines. You remember that, that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're, not, you're going far, far back as to me. Lee Boylan came in, who basically had the same record as Freddie Sears in my mind, and he was another one, just small striker, scored loads in the youth get leaves. Doesn't doesn't happen in the academy for the Premier League every time. I think we've got a good team. I think we're, we're, we're pipping top four at least if we're not winning the league. I mean, as with every West Ham team ever, it would be the backup on the bench that might well be the problem. Yeah. Who's Gaffer think- as well? Who's manager? Ooh, who's manager? Who's, who's manager? Who are you picking manager, Dad? I've not, you've even had no time to think about this as well. So- oh, I told you, my, man- my management sent me the, the, the pre-game chat about what we were meant to be doing about a minute before I jumped yeah. on. So I haven't had any time to play. Um, Still made seven though, but I did get to pick first. Yeah. It's not hard. <laughs> um, uh, manager, do you know what? I, I again, it's it's quite rogue, and I know it went sour. I mean, it went sour with everyone, even yeah, it always goes like, sour. <laughs> but like, um, if I was gonna go anyone, I think Slavin brought me so much joy for that little window. Like, it was just like that 2016 season. I like, we were playing such electric football. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's purely because Payet was just running the show, but. Yeah. I mean, I've got to, I've got to put maybe. Oh, but then, oh, it's hard. Yeah, okay. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with it. We've had some bad managers. I'll tell you we've, had, we've had, had some rather bad, bad picks in there. Uh, you know, you can be on the Apprentice all you want, but the uh, the interview process for managers is probably should be a little bit harder. But it doesn't seem to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cow Jack, Ooh, quick, quick I'm manager. Happy with, okay. I'm happy to go with Slav. Speed free. I think that if oh, he had that team, in. he's not going mad. for his own pick. He's just backing. Yeah, he's backing Slav. That get that. No, I think I think Slav of that team is mad. Like just he, how he managed to get the team playing just basically because he had Piat was crazy. So give him all those players. I reckon he, he gets a tune oh, out of them for this team. For this yeah. team, Alan Pardew. Pards. Alan Pardew. Yeah. They don't need managing. They just need yeah. someone. <laughs> they just need up. What, what a yeah. team with what a team with this kind of maverick talent needs is Alan Pardew <laughs> as their head figure. There's stories Alan. about Alan Pardew. <laughs> when you said Alan, I was scared you're going to hit me with a curbish leg. <laughs> what I want is you think this team's full of attacking flair. So I want something that's just going to pull the handbrake a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's got to be slow for me. I, I mean, I think watching him on the pitch at the uh, last game of the bowling where he was kind of in tears. And if you, oh, that's what you want, you want even if it all went a bit wrong. What you want is a manager who, who cares as much as you care. And that team, oh, that team made me feel emotions. That team definitely made me feel emotions. I, have you watched? I mean, I'm sure you have. I watched Iron Man, um, mm. uh, and I, I cried. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's a proper. I, I cried. I, I think the, te- the when we won that game, the tension after Winston scored. I think I cried at the end of the game, and you know. Sometimes f- football does these things. It's hard to explain to someone who doesn't no, like honestly, football when you're going, why are you crying? Well, you just won our last game at a stadium. And did you get a trophy? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course we didn't. We never do. Just we nearly finished fourth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got a lose to Swansea yet. Yeah? It's like... 
Oh, no, oh, don't remind me of those last games, please. Yeah. Just slipping away. It was so miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like my dreams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, mm. it's an app song for a reason, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we've gone through, we've got a, got a very attacking, to be fair, you can, have a, you can have a really attacking team. If you've got Rice and Parker holding that midfield together, and you've got Winston and Oggy at the back, basically refusing to let anyone pass. You could probably get away with having players up top. Who are, I mean, I don't think Decadio and Pyatt are putting much work rate in. But when they get the yeah, ball... Yeah, I feel sorry for Sufal and Cresswell. They're bucket at the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine Te- Tevez is doing a lot of scurrying around. <laughs> Tevez with his bulldog-like approach. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 that will stay in my mind for FIFA forever. Um well, that thanks for thanks for the West Ham team. We should we should probably talk about the band that you are you are part of if you remember, Dan. I know you've got full West Ham on this. Doesn't feel right now, does it? Really? You've, you actually you <laughs> go back it's to the danger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can say I've had I've had Jesse come on on day, on repeat today a lot. I've actually, I've been listening to the stuff. I mean, I'm an older man now, so I have to make an effort to listen to music. But I've 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 gone on and you know, this stuff's been really really good. I'm sure. We've got, I mean, it's across all platforms, audio, Spotify, YouTube, so anyone, however they are, from one to 80, I'm sure they can find you online. The, the Instagrammers, yeah, the, <laughs> the Instagrammers amongst us can find it. It's Koalagram, isn't it? Yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So spelt silly. Um, yeah, spelt, spelt oh, for the list, it's K-A-W-A-L-A. Yeah, edgy because it's spelt wrong. Uh, obviously, it's actually, <laughs> the, uh, the other singers in, like severely dyslexic, so we, uh, we, went with, we wrote that down, I went, that'll do. But yeah, no, we're on all the platforms. We're, we're like, we even, the album's coming out on um, just to really cover every base. It's coming out yeah. on like vinyl, tape, records, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, CD, yeah, everything. You name it. It's like it's coming out. We're covering every base just in case there's you one got, person somewhere. You got to get a copy of the vinyl for the wall, surely. That's that's oh, that's the kind of thing. I've already got about seven. Just back off a big tour of the UK and Ireland as well. Looked like you did a big show in uh, Kentish Town on the way yeah, back, yeah, back way did, home, I guess. Yeah, that's the, that's. The, I grew up in Kentish Town, so we did a we did the Kentish Town Forum, which is like two thousand people, um, which was absolutely mental. Yeah, so we're just like kind of getting ready to get back out again. We're going back out in like in April for the whole month, basically Europe and all sorts in UK and London. Get it'd be good to have a good West Ham contingent. We're playing Shepherd's Bush, so if anyone fancies an away day. Yeah, um, go over to Shepherd's Bush. We get as many West Ham because it's like an, a small niche contingent of West Ham fans have picked up on my following, uh, my following of West Ham through like Loro and even like the, the, all the boys that sit sit near me and in, in where I sit. So I sit right next to you away. I've got this good little pocket of being like these geezers being like, oh, I saw you, on, I saw you on uh, Sky News the other night. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, he goes. Yeah, what was that shirt you were wearing? A little bit dodgy, mate. Like, you're like, yeah, like give me a bit of stick. And uh, there's nothing like West Ham to bring you back down to earth. You can get as oh, famous as you want. That, that's not a crowd so that's going to let you forget. Is it? Honestly, the comedy as well. I took to I took to a game the other day. Jim, the other singer. I took him. He's not a football fan at all. I took him to his first ever game. Well, he'd been to an Arsenal game once, but I took him to West Ham, and I took. I also took the. Uh, Tom, the singer from the band Blossoms, and he's like they're both about six three, six four. Tom was like Jim. Jim dressed all trendy, but Tom Tom was wearing like like but like like barber. No, it was like Burberry overcoat with like a roll neck, a leather jacket underneath. 
Gucci flares, Gucci shoes. And like, <laughs> you know, like and it, like he walked in, and like some people recognised him, and that went down well. But the rest were like, "Oh, is this gigs?" <laughs> <laughs> like the best dressed man at West Ham, maybe ever. But um, yeah, it's good fun. You got shows up and down the up and down the country, kind of the next two months, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, we're up, yeah. Doing we're doing like record stores from like from that's like, acoustic, like, acoustic dates, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, acoustic dates from the second. Album's out on the fourth, so we'll be out and about then. So we're like down in Rough Trade East on on the eighth, and then and then yeah, they're back out for the whole of April, basically. If all all things go ahead, we're not at World War at that point, or yeah. we'll see what's going on by that point. But we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, yeah good, yeah. good, good time to pick to choose a European tour. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not luckily we're not doing Russia or Ukraine or anything like that. So we've got, yeah, it's not like right. it's, it's not like it's easy to find a normal time in the world anymore, considering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> At least you can actually get out there. Um, I mean, all I'm really asking is one day you're on a big stage. At the very least, you get the the crossed hammers or the come on your eyes on the stage. I think that pony shirt could come out good at a gig as well. It'll get get looking. I actually wear some festivals. I wear my West Ham scarf, which is quite (laughs) fun. Um, And uh, yeah, like I said, there's a little contingent of West Ham fans that come down to the show to the shows that like in between songs. I remember at Kentish Town, they were like, there's like a little like ah. From like the back of Kentish Down Forum, I could just make out this like group of about seven or eight lads just giving it because our song was on FIFA last year, so yeah. So like people picked up on that a little bit, and that kind of got we got like a little. Uh, we, our fan base has always been quite young and mostly female, and then all of a sudden we've had this crossover of like young lads in bucket hats, which has been quite a, <laughs> quite, a tra- quite a transition, which is quite fun. But you know, you're appealing to all markets, you know, man of all people now. Something like that. That's how I dress it up. Yeah, album two, pop punk, bit of post-punk. That's, that's where we're heading. It's going to happen. Second <laughs> album, Marrow and Shemak on tour. That's what it's going to be. It's oh, just... I'll tell you what, when, I'll tell you what, the scenes where we, where we finally play main stage at Glasto and out comes Mauro and Shamak. Who else is that? Who else is that? Laura. Laura. Gavidon. Gavidon, yeah. Gavidon you, you on stage asking about his leg. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Danny, clear it up in front of all these thousands of people. Is one shorter than the other? Says, yes, the crowd will go wild. Being like, who on earth is Danny Gavidon? Um, all big, all, all koala fans are really big fans of this, the theory that Danny Gavidon's leg is shorter than the other. It's just a, you have to be to be a part of the fan base. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Entrance on the door. Right, well, um, I think uh, that's that's probably us for tonight I mean thank you so much for giving us your time ahead of what I can only imagine is an extremely busy up and down period for you um a bit of bit of everywhere I suppose at the moment trying to make sure everything goes well we wish you the best of best of luck and enjoyable times out touring with it as well and obviously you're free to come back on at any point at any time you as mm-hmm. the winner of our pick a team competition it, mate. I think it. you get I think you get to host from now on if you want to I think that's how it works it's your podcast now well, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you've all been amazing guests. And, uh... <laughs> all right. I mean, I mean, I have one job, and if you do it better than me, it's really... <laughs> Sorry, I can't mate. play I an know. instrument or sing. <laughs> Neither can I. It's just not what you've got to win it. I'm, I'm a phobe. I'm, I'm, I'm the musical equivalent of Julian Phobe. <laughs> Don't fall asleep on doing an acoustic gig. <laughs> I've been there and I've done that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. The go Well, I think until next time, that will be us over and out but thank you again thank you ever so much for joining us uh, thank you everyone for listening guys thank you for picking your teams as well commiserations that you were so bad at it obviously but on that good night
Right, so we're here in the offices of a late late show with the host of a late late show, James Corden. Hi. Big West Ham fan. Yes. <laughs> and big knees up Mother Brown man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm regularly on the general discussion page. There's always someone who's got some information, so I love it, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yes, it's Find excitement off. surrounded by imminent disappointment. <laughs> that's what it that's what it mostly is. Get on the forum at KUMB.com. Come on, you irons.